What if there was a way for your thoughts, your words, to be sent into the future and to be understood and appreciated by someone anywhere on the planet? Would that not make us, in a way, immortal and give us the power to communicate across time and space? I'm Bella St. John. Join us as we venture together to explore the history of those words, the history of the novel in A Novel Idea. Welcome back to A Novel Idea. The next episode, this episode, we're going to look at social commentary in novels. And if we pick up, Professor, where we left off with regard to sentimental novels and novels that are looking at one person's particular outlook and their, their, their journey, their progress, uh, one that I'd like to start with is Far From the Madding Crowd which I know these days far more people will have seen as a movie than they will have actually read the yeah, book, yeah. but that's okay. <laughs> so why was that novel so important? <laughs> okay, uh, it's uh, um, uh, towards the end of the 19th century, towards the end of the 19th century, some of the optimistic views of the early 19th century started to disappear and people became um, not depressed but they were more sensitive to um, to the uh, sadness of the world as if the world was not just um, opening up towards a splendid future as we see in uh, in uh, uh, we saw in uh, um, Walter Scott and even in uh, in Jane Austen, it's always very optimistic towards the end and hopeful and so on. But there is a new, um, after the 1850, 1860, um, people start to realize that not everything will always go so well. And I will mention a name of a philosopher who is um, never studied, unfortunately, because he, he is not the nicest person. But he has some very interesting insights and he influenced all of that, namely the German uh, author Schopenhauer, Arthur Schopenhauer, who um, talks about, about suffering, about uh, this kind of uh, important notion. Uh, we have inside ourselves, he says, a blind will, and we do not know exactly what we want. And in a way, through um, 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 other intermediary uh, uh, thinkers, he, this view is the view that influenced Freud, Sigmund Freud, it's about that. We don't know exactly what happens inside my, uh, ourselves. There is something there that uh, is called uh, um, uh, subconscious, unconscious in Freud, but um, 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 it is a, a 20th century um, way of talking about this blind will. We, and we are not completed, it's very difficult to manage the master. And this is what uh, Far From the Madding Crowd is about. Is and about. I think also the fact that I, I, I love with Far From the Madding Crowd how it goes completely full circle. 
It essentially starts with our female character being proposed to by a man who is above her in station as she she sees it, but yeah. she feels as though, well, hang on a minute, you know, I've no, I've, you know, I'm not quite so sure about this. I'm going to to turn you down, and then we go yeah. through a whole series of events, and we have a a, a change in fortune where we have a, you know, very much an empowered young woman who has come into money. This young man now work, works for her. He then gets to the point where he's going, nope, <laughs> blow you, and he marches off. But you're ending back with that whole proposal thing. But now it's her almost saying, oh, come on, you know, but but I'm still not quite sure that I'm going to marry you. But, you know, and... I th that's one of the things that I love in it with that particular novel is that it does tell the social commentary. It does talk right. talk about the switch in the reversal of fortunes. It does talk about the you know unrequited love, and it points out as well that that it's not just your stereotypical you know more affluent can get the 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 less affluent. It's it has so many different class elements in it. But for me, it wraps it beautifully in that it comes back to the same starting point, but at the same time, it's a brand new starting point. Right, right. But it's, it's very nice that among the various novels of Thomas Hardy, you selected this one. Because in, in other novels, he is a little bit too pessimistic sometimes. You know, he is too much into this kind of uh, Schopenhauerian. Um, uh, well, in, in this one, what is so beautiful, and he saw how blind our will could be, uh, and how we are not hope, uh, uh, we are not happy enough at home. We want various other things which we don't have, and it, it's kind of this crazy uh, desire. But in the far from the Martin House crowd, um, at the end, she um, they come home. Yes. 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 Yeah, it is my favorite novel by him also, yes, yeah, because the other ones are, are uh, uh, um, I'm not the optimist and I don't like people who are constantly being sad, okay, just guys, you know, I, take it, yeah, I, take it easy. I, I completely agree. I, I had a friend a little while ago ask me, you know, she said, look, I'm getting really deep and meaningful. I, I, need, I need something profound from you. What is the meaning of life? And I said, I can tell you my version of the meaning of life, to be happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, uh, uh, when he was a teenager, my son was always saying, "Dad, you know, take it easy." <laughs> That's also very profound. Okay, <laughs> take it easy. Very profound. Yes. Now, speaking, <laughs> speaking of things that are profound, moving on to Uncle Tom's Cabin by yeah. Harriet Beecher Stowe. And before we get into that, an an interesting thing, I. I have in my collection, it's not it's not traveling with me at, at the moment, but a book that she wrote as a rebuttal. Apparently she was receiving so many comments from people saying this couldn't have happened, this couldn't have happened, this, this, this that she actually wrote an extraordinary book that that I that I've I've read and I, I have the I have actually a first edition in, in my collection of where she goes through and she says, now hang on a minute. Fred, you said such and such. Let me tell you, this is where I got this information from. And I found that quite fascinating. But let's backtrack a little. For anybody who's been living under a rock and has never heard of Uncle Tom's Cabin, can you there are some people, there are some people who have not 
heard of Uncle Tom's Cabin. Can you please give us just a little, little synopsis of what it is and okay, why yeah. it is so important from the perspective of social commentary? Yeah, I mean, uh, um, uh, this is one of the most successful American novels in the 19th century. Okay, it's got a huge, huge uh, uh, um, um, number of readers, and it, everybody was talking about it, and everybody was. Uh, and I, um, I read it um, as a teenager, like everybody in my generation, but I, I reread it a couple of years ago. And I must say that uh, um, it is a um, uh, written from the point of view of the abolitionists, okay. Um, and trying to answer a very, very interesting question about slavery. Because uh, um, slavery is a, uh, a notion that comprises many situations. And in, in the various states that uh, had slavery, the situation was uh, different. Uh, in, the, uh, in some states, uh, 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 like Kentucky, for instance, uh, uh, many slaves were just um, servants in homes, while in in uh, in the in, in the south in Louisiana and all, uh, um, they were just workers, uh, agricultural workers. Okay. And you also Massive. have a situation like in Charleston, for instance, at just at the outbreak of the Civil War, one of the, the wealthy um, uh, people in uh, Charleston at the time was a woman by the name of Maria West, who was a black slave yeah. owner. Yeah, exactly. It is complicated. Yeah. It is complicated. But what is very interesting about uh, um, um, the... Uh, Uncle Tom's um, Cabin. Uncle Tom's Cabin, is that um, she, the author, she, she man manages to um, describe a um, family in which the servants are like uh, part of the house. Uh, um, in, in, in the 19th century, houses that had, let's say, six, seven, ten servants, they were part of the family in a way. Not the most important part of it, but the relations were uh, um, um, relations of mutual devotion to some extent. Okay. So, uh, and especially this Uncle Tom is a, uh, a very pious, very nice man. Everybody admires him. He is. Uh, wise, intelligent, and goodness itself is an incarnation of goodness. Okay, so people could are tempted to say, "Yeah, okay, so what's wrong with slavery? Okay, what's wrong with slavery? You know, they are just their friend and their house. Leave me alone with this anti-abolitionist uh, 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 propaganda." But what is just incredibly well done, you know, but they can be sold. Yes. They are just merchandise, yes. okay? It's fantastic yes. because you suddenly realize how can you be a human being and own another human being as merchandise? Yes. And because of this novel, I must say a, a, a personal thing about my own thinking about literature. Because of this, uh, reading this novel a few years ago, I realized that there are two kinds of mine. This is mine. My stick is mine. My hat is mine. I can do whatever I want. I can re resell it or 
But my son is mine in a different way. Okay? And my uh, wife is... And, so. yes. and also, uh, in, in here, this difference between... They are my ser- our servants, they are part of the family, our family. But they are mine also in the first sense, in the first, in my merchandise. And when I need money, I will sell them. Yes. And it comes back... I never country. saw a novel yeah. in which these two would be so well put together and show uh, why the abolitionists knew what they were talking yes. about. And it comes back full circle to, to what we were talking about earlier with regard to it's a story about what it means to be human, but it's told from different perspectives. And one of the things that I love is that that, that element that you mentioned of but they can be sold, it sneaks up on you. It's like it's, it, 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 because it's this it, this happy families. Why would we? Why would we think anything is wrong with this? And yes, and it, it there is, yes, and I think that's the root is wrong. Yes, that's one of the things from my perspective that makes it so powerful is that it's not yeah. just an in your face. This is wrong. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it is not at all a, a kind of a propaganda novel or. It is just somebody who understood deeply enough the human issue. Yes. Yes. Well, we'll move on to our next episode, which is looking at human perspective, but in, let's just say, a different environment now as we go into the world of science fiction. Stay with us. (laughs)